the guy from God. Literally, if my sister brought him home, I'd be terrified. <laughs> but he- but- Welcome back to the Irish Bear Show. It is great to be back. It is week four of the NFL season. The Bears play the Giants, and here we are right before the game. Just a, I guess, a, a little check to see how everybody's doing. So I'm joined by Tony. I'm joined by Noel. Lads, how are you getting on today? All good. All good. I can't believe this is week four already. These seasons go fairly quick, so it's going to be an interesting game tonight, given the the, the way the two teams kind of stand against each other. So... Should be an interesting day. That's it. Like what you said is these games go by very fast. So it is important to enjoy them. Tony, how are you doing? Yeah, good man. I'm feeling I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling good about this whole thing. I don't know why. Do you know what you just get a feeling about a game? I have a feeling about this game and I'm feeling good about it. So let's hope that continues over the next three hours, but we'll wait and see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, it's the weird thing. I felt that way. After, before week one, I had no reason why I was feeling the way where we were going to beat the 49ers, but we ended up beating them, and that was the most important thing. And look, this is where we are today. And look, there's a there's been some important news, um, I guess, right before the game, as it always does. So the different inactives for today. And I think this is important just to see how we're going. One that we knew that was coming just because of everything that's happened the last few days. I think it was Thursday that this started to show up was Cairo Santos was getting excused for a personal reason. And now it doesn't really matter what that is, whether it could be something as simple as wife could be having a baby, could be a death in the family again. None of us really need to know the reason why. Hopefully, whatever it is that he's okay soon uh, and he's back soon. But with that, Michael Badgley comes in and look, that's the most important thing right now. Um, so Cairo Santos is the first one. Dane Cruikshank, who's been out really the last couple of weeks, isn't there? You've David Montgomery, which was an obvious one. Jalen Johnson's still out. You've Matt Adams, who's out. Jatire Carter and Ryan Griffin. So look, I guess other than those that we've kind of seen there, what have you guys made of some of the inactives today? Uh, surprised? What's your kind of opinion on it? I mean, I think the big one is the fact that we're missing Cairo, Cairo Santos. But, you know, at the same time, the argument I was trying to make earlier on that is, you know, if you're worrying too much about your kicker being missing, then there's a problem with the rest of your team. Um, we need to be looking to make make advances on the ground and in the air. And hopefully all we need to do is rely on Badgley for a point after try. You know, that, that, that that's it kind of thing. You know, we can make do for a week without Santos being there. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, everything's kind of as you would expect in, in terms of the people that are inactive. 
Um, it's great to see Velas Jones back um, off of the inactive list. Um, you know, four weeks into it, he's going to get his opportunity now to come out there and, and, and show what he can do. But again, I think it's important that we temper those expectations again. It's the kid's first game. I know I'm saying kid when he's ancient, but it's his first game. So we need to give him a chance to acclimate, get used to everything, all that kind of stuff. Um, but you never know. Hopefully he can come in there and, and you know, stamp a, a claim down there as, as a prominent offensive weapon. Come on, Gramps, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And Adam, how are you doing, my friend? Doing great, guys. How about yourselves? We're doing good. We're doing, doing good. good. Again, it's we were just talking about the Enactos. Obviously, the some of the obvious ones that were out, obviously David Montgomery and Jalen Johnson. Hopefully those guys can get back soon enough. But we we're just kind of speaking about Bayless Jones Jr. This is his first game back. Um hoping to God that he's going to be there for week six and Washington is going to be there because I'm going to have a great time <laughs> for that. But like, what's your what's your opinion of, I guess, the players that are out there today and some of them that are not active um, for this game, Adam? Um, I mean, it's going to be a good chance for some guys. You know, <clears throat> I have seen a lot of, you know, is Khalil Herbert better than David Montgomery? And, you know, last year when he came in, when Montgomery was hurt, he did well. But when Montgomery came back, he disappeared. So I think this is a game where start stringing a few together and prove that you're that guy. Because um, I think a lot of people are starting to feel that way. So it'll be big for him because all the attention is going to be on him. They can game plan for him. Velas, I'm excited about. You know, even if they don't throw him a pass in the first half, I want to see him run over the top in that first play. Take the take the top off the defense because the way that they're boxing in guys like Mooney, you know, there's there's no threat over the top. So what are they going to do? Just take a couple shots down deep, even if he's just a decoy while he's getting up to speed. But I'm excited about that possibility because all offseason we talked about speed, um, how they were looking to utilize speed, not like last year where they just have a bunch of track stars, but utilize speed within the scheme. So today could be a good chance to see, you know, they, they got the guy who's, what, an eyelash slower than Tyreek Hill. So, you know, let's see what he can do there. If, if, if Tyreek can make uh, make an honest man out of Tua over there, I think that uh, Velas Gramps can maybe help out Justin a little bit today. I like that you changed the name at the end. That's that's what we need to get going. That's his name. That's his name from now on. It's Gramps. I know it's always so funny when uh, when I tweet out about it and there's people that clearly haven't seen us do it before and they're like, he's not that old. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. That's the reason why it's been called that way. But look, it is interesting that's as we kind of go. Yeah, it is the joke. Uh, it is interesting <laughs> as we get into this though, right? Like at the end of the day, this bears this Bears team, we know that this is the part of the schedule where you can get some of these wins. And we mentioned it in the preview, Adam, that these teams kind of mirror each other. And really it could be whoever is able to stop the opposing rushing attack has a really good chance of winning and then trying to capitalize when mistakes are made in the passing game. And that's something that we've seen from both teams. Both the Bears need to be aggressive on Daniel Jones's part. We know what the Giants like to do defensively. They like to blitz which means Fields is going to need to get rid of that ball really, really quickly. So, look, I'm going to open this up to, to all you guys. What is one thing that you want to see the Bears do today? Whether it be something in the passing game, the defense, or just anything in general. So, look, uh, Tony, I'll start with you. I'll let you go, and then Noel, and then finally Adam. Yeah, but there's a few things, but um, in the interest of spreading spreading out the options to everybody, I'll go with, I'll probably go with the, the, the kind of quick pass, you know, release, uh, you know, we really need to try and get the ball out of Justin Fields' hands quicker than it's happening at the moment. You know, that extra couple of that extra second or, or, or so really, really makes a difference. 
Um, you know, and I think there's a combination of things that go towards him holding on to the ball too long. It's not just the fact that he's he's hesitating. It's to do with the offensive line pass uh, protection um, and also the wide receivers getting open. So really with that, you know, it's, it's a general sweeping, we need to see the passing game getting better. And, and part of that is going to be getting the ball out quicker. And part of that is for everybody else to do their job. So for me, I just want to see that kind of take the next step in the evolution. I'm not saying it's got to look perfect. I'm not saying we're going to go out there and he's going to throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns. What I'm just saying is it's got to just be getting better on the upward trajectory. And if we can see that happening, I'll feel better. And I think a lot of other people will feel better about the situation as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Noel, to, to you next, what's one thing that you want to see from this team today? Um, I hate to, to kind of jump on Tony's point, but yeah, it's it's the, the passing game as well. I mean, look, we know what the, the run game can do, whether it's Herbert or Montgomery in there. I don't think the Giants have been great against the pass this season, probably ranking in around where we are. Um, but I, I just think it's it's in, look, it's important first and foremost to win the game and do what you need to do with that. But in terms of Justin Fields, as Tony says, they, they like to blitz a lot, so they, they need to they need to game plan around that and, and kind of use that to their advantage somehow and get the ball out quick and just get Justin Fields kind of going again because I, I do think it's important that they can do something just to get his confidence up a little bit. We know whatever in the press conference, he may be seemed a bit down or whatever. And I think this is the team this is a team you could look at and say, right, let's kind of get him going and let's just see what we can get from him. Because yeah, we know what's going to happen in the running game. Both teams are really good in that. So it may come down to whichever team can get their passing offense going, could kind of have that edge in the game. Yeah. Another breaking news. Anthony uh, goes, I am on a quiet carriage on the way to Stockholm, part one of trip to Chicago. Watching the Bears game like this should be uh, interesting. There's no way in hell Anthony's going to keep that a quiet carriage. I'm just going to say zero percent, zero percent fake news, Anthony. That's what's going to happen in that one. But look, yeah, Adam, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish off with you here. What's one thing that you want to see from this team today? We've spoken about it at length about kind of the keys, but as we get closer, it's only whatever 50 minutes away from kickoff. What's one thing you want to see from this team today? Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people are really focusing on the which quarterback's going to quarterback better today because it seems like everyone's going to key the run. But I think that's the key is they've got to be able to contain Saquon because we've seen Daniel Jones as a sacrificial lamb for Brian Dable. He gets hit like crazy. They don't scheme anything up for him to make life easy for him. So if that pressure can get to him, if they can do some work, um, you know, that'll be good. But it, Saquon's going to be tough to, to keep. And if you take away that game against Houston, the Bears are pretty much right there with Houston as the worst run defense in the league. So um, that, that's my key, really. And I know that's kind of obvious, but, you know, if you can't stop Saquon, it's going to be a long day for the Bears. I think Justin Fields is going to be fine as a quarterback, even if today they force him to play quarterback and he doesn't do great. It's still not the sign that it's all over. It's just, you know, we're in week four and we're working on progress, but this game is not going to be one if they don't pretty much put all their attention on Saquon. I'm not worried about David Sills as their number one wide receiver. He might have a couple big catches because that tends to happen when you get these nobodies late in the week come in and play because nobody's watched tape. They don't know how to key them or anything, but I'm not very worried about this quarterback matchup. It's going to be a hard nosed game between two teams who are more than willing to run the ball, no matter if the crowd boos or cheers or whatever. And that's something I think I know this might be a weird way in putting it back onto fields, but I think that's one reason why he can be aggressive because you know that if the giants are going to 
if they're going to be using the passing game here, there's a good chance that the Bears defense can get some turnovers. So stop, don't worry about turning the football over because, again, that can happen, but you have to rely on your defense as well. As if you do that, they can put enough pressure. And look, if they do what you said, Adam, early on in the game, you can, even if you're just, you limit Saquon Barkley to where it's constantly not these big runs that are happening and the Giants don't have loads of confidence in what they're doing in the running attack, well then, your left fields go out and, and throw the ball around because at the end of the day, even if he makes a mistake and there's an interception, you still have a lot of confidence that you can return the favor on, on the Giants. And I think that's really, really important. Look, I think defense is going to be important here today, again, to see the development of that defensive backfield. Because again, no Jalen Johnson for the second week in a row now. Can Kyler Gordon continue to develop? The second half last week was better than what we had seen against the Packers and during the first half last week against the Texans. So can he kind of improve on that? Whoever's going to be playing opposite him, whether it's going to be Jalen Jones or Kendall Vildor, how can they perform? I feel fairly confident in terms of the safeties. Well, at the end of the day, we, we want to see some of these young players step up. It's definitely one of the things I want to see is I want to see the pass rush today because we know that the Giants do not have statistically – a very good offensive line now. By the end of the year, Evan Neal could look really good at right tackle, and then they have a really good left tackle in Andrew Thomas. But right now, Evan Neal doesn't look good. So you need to take advantage of that. Does it mean Travis Gibson needs to be put in more? Do you make sure that you have Dominique Robinson in a little bit more? What do, what do you do with Robert Quinn? If he's getting double teamed, how do you use the interior pressure as well to put some, I guess, Put some nerves on Daniel Jones because when he doesn't look like he knows exactly what he's doing, he makes a lot of stupid mistakes. And that's where the Bears' defense needs to come in here because we can say everything that we want to do, the pass rush or kind of the coverage from this team, the one thing that they've been able to do is take the football away. They got four turnovers last week. Now, two of them were, again, just recovered by the Texans, but that's a sign of a defense that are opportunistic, which this kind of game is going to represent because there's going to be mistakes from the passing game from both sides. Now can the bears defense step up and make the most of those opportunities? That's one of the things I want to see with that. We'll kind of switch it to something that maybe you're a little concerned about going into this game. So Tony, you said you're quietly confident coming into this game about the bears and, and the giants. Now what would be one thing on the opposite side that you would have a little bit of hesitation for that it could be something that the Bears do or something the Giants do. Yeah, I mean, I think it goes back to, to Saquon Bar Barkley. I think you have to really be aware of that threat. And I do worry, you know, as Adam was saying, you know, we're in the kind of bottom two in the league in terms of um, um, running defense. So it's it's got to be it's got to be a kind of point of concern for the coaches going into this because they know that, you know, primarily that's how the, the Giants are going to attack them. And that's how they're going to, if the Giants are win this game, that's how they're going to do it. Everyone's going to go through Saquon. So that for me is the biggest worry. Um, I think, you know, as you mentioned, we can get to the passing game, you know, um, not to say that it, they won't be able to do anything, but I think everything's going to run through Saquon Barkley today. And it's all about just eliminating that threat. But the guy is like a horseman, like, He's just this athletic freak, massive legs. Trying to stop that guy is tough, but it's just about us being tougher than him and just hit him. 
hit them as hard as you can and and you know jolt them a bit you know anything you can do to gain the the advantage you know within the rules um you know do it, do it you know like or if it's against the rules as long as the referee doesn't see it you're okay <laughs> yeah i mean if, if no if no one sees you giving them a laxative or whatever that's fine do you know what i mean so but uh yeah so, but yeah so for me that's, they're gonna that's be confused the, and bring a towel out to try to stop saquon yeah <laughs> That's illegal, yeah. you know. <laughs> Trent and Gill's like, don't worry, guys. I've got a lot of titles here. I got Fuck this. It. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> yeah, look, with that, again, one of the other big topics that's been there the last couple of weeks, we, I don't know if it's been if it's been tweeted out by any of the reporters. I haven't seen it yet. Um, but, no, I'll start with you. The offensive line, we've seen some really positives in the run game, some good things in the past game, even though, it seems like the statistics recently haven't kind of backed that up. But again, offensive line play is kind of difficult to, I guess, quantify um, how good an offensive line is playing. Because when we watch some of the tape and we see fields, oh, he has enough time to make throws. And that's kind of what you're looking for here. Um, I guess one thing is, are you in on wanting Patrick at center? Um, what do you expect from, I guess, from this offensive line going into this game? Because the Giants are going to blitz a lot, and that will show a couple of different looks than what we've seen in the first three weeks of the season. With knowing how the Giants play on defense and they're they are aggressive up front, they like to blitz. Are you a little bit concerned about the passing game, or I guess the pass blocking from this offensive line? Because we haven't seen many of the teams do that to them yet. Yeah, no. Look, we have to be concerned with how. I mean, in terms of the pass blocking, I think they've done okay to this point. Um, I think they've, they've probably done better than we expected, but it is going to be a test. When you get a team that like to blitz as much as, as the Giants are probably going to blitz tonight, we're going to find out more about these young players that we have in there. In terms of the centre, I mean, I would prefer Patrick was in there. I mean, they brought him in to play centre. They obviously believed he was the kind of player they wanted on the, in the centre of their offensive line. So... I don't know. Has there been any news about who's playing or not? I haven't even heard. I, have, I haven't. I haven't, I haven't seen anything. anything yet. So I read a tweet earlier yeah. on. Apparently, um, he's T- Jenkins hasn't practiced at right guard all week, so that would indicate that um, it's going to be Patrick again. Yeah. That's concerning in itself. I mean, that's, if that's, very, if that's, that's very concerning. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. No. Totally it's, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens there then, because. Um, as we said, in a whole, in the whole, I think this offensive line have done a lot better than people have, have kind of predicted they would do. Um, tonight, now we'll see if they can stand up to pressure because they haven't been perfect, but they've been good enough. Um, so tonight, yeah, it's it's just going to be interesting because I do think it's important. Look, we have talked about the running games for both teams, and and the Giants know that we have a good running game. So if somehow they're able to slow that down, then we're going to need to get the passing game going because you do need that second dimension to your offense. You know, if your running game for whatever reason doesn't click into gear, if you don't have a passing game going, then you're in trouble. So I think it's important these guys step up tonight and and give Fields the time, and then hopefully you know he maybe has had the week to look at last week and work on what maybe hasn't worked or whatever it needs to be done. And we can get that passing game going, but yeah, it's, it's going to be important to see what way the, o, the O-line stands up tonight to, to what the Giants throw at them. Yeah. I think that's really important. It's, it's strange. Normally we would have found out by now um, what's going on, but obviously maybe they're not, they haven't been doing many snaps or something pregame that hasn't really released out. But one thing is I think, you guys are mentioning Mark Grody did tweet on Friday, I believe it was Thursday or Friday, 
that Jenkins wasn't getting first team snaps at right guard this week, which makes you believe that they're probably going Lucas Patrick there. Go he ahead, was the Adam. one too um, that mentioned last week that he had the bad week of practice and got it out of the coaches in the uh, post game when they were asking about why Patrick started and everything. Grody was kind of the one who um, let us know uh, in the Monday interview that uh, it was just a bad week of practice and he just didn't bounce back as they were hoping. And it was kind of a learning, uh, a lesson for him. I was going to say learning lesson, but that's a malaprop. So it was, uh, it, you know, and that that's going to come with the territory again. Like the guy played what two games at guard in college and, it just t- two weeks before the season starts, it's like, hey, big boy, you're our right guard now. So, you know, it's going to happen. And I think a case like this, as opposed to like a lifelong right guard, if it was, you know, you've been playing right guard your whole life. And then it's like, all right, Lucas Patrick starting, even though visually he hasn't looked as good. Like they've looked both pretty, pretty good, pretty bad at points. Um, but, you know, it'd be very different if it was like, hey, David Deal, you're not playing guard anymore. And you just suddenly forgot. So, you know, I- I'm willing, like I said, until we know, until we have that solidified thing of where Patrick is. If Jenkins is having bad weeks and they need to pull him out because they like this is a week where, you know, they're going to be blitzing a lot. Do you trust the guy who has not really had to pick up blitzes this year? Or do you trust the guy who's going to understand the offensive scheme and the protections on that that offensive line and pass pro? Because I trust Lucas Patrick a lot more when you see last week when Jalen Petrie was untouched killing Justin Fields. And it seems like every time they bring pressure, um, they're, they're not blocking. So I think that could be just as much of the decision as well, kind of compounded from a bad, bad week last week. Um, against a no-pressure team, and then you go in a game like this where they very well could blitz every possession, and that might just be a comfort thing too where um, he can you know, read, react, diagnose a little bit better up front for those five. Which, again, that would make sense. Like At the end of the day, I know a lot of people want a specific, the specific guys out there, right? For yeah. me, I don't care. As long as the offensive line does their job, even if it's Jenkins or if it's Patrick, doesn't really matter to me. Um, in an ideal world, yes, it would be Jenkins because you see him as a young player, developing player, all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, if he's not putting in the same amount of work as some of the other guys and he doesn't deserve to be starting well, then that's just that's just the case. Like it, it's It's been crazy um, the way it's gone out. There's actually some interesting news, Adam. I'm going to let you talk about it. Um, it kind of goes with this week because and I do want to talk about one of the things because we are going to go into talking about some of the other NFL games um, this week because, again, we've gone through our preview for the Bears here. We're kind of saying what we want to see, but look, most of our analysis in the Bears will come in the post game. But look, NFL is, is fun. We A lot of us watch Red Zone anyway during games as well, so it's good to be able to go through that. But before we go through that, there's some really interesting news about J.J. Watt that came out just maybe 10 minutes ago, Ottoman. I want to give you an opportunity to talk about it. Yeah, so um, I'm scrolling through Twitter looking to see if they have anything about the Bears offensive line, and J.J. Watt tweeted, I'll read the whole tweet, it's pretty short. I was just told somebody leaked some personal information about me, and it's going to be reported on today. I went into AFib on Wednesday, had my heart shocked back to into rhythm on Thursday, and I'm playing today. That's it. What the hell? Very normal. Like, Obviously, if a doctor's like, you can play, whatever, but this is just something to a normal, like J.J. Watt's superhuman. To a normal human being, it's like, if my back hurts, I don't even want to go to work and I sit at my desk all day. This guy went into AFib, had his heart shocked back into rhythm, and here he is today. He's probably going to have, you know, a, a pick and a sack. <laughs> yeah, I guess the thing, though, is it also goes to the point of, and this is the other big story, you know, I, I was tweeting a lot about this um, on Thursday night, um, the whole... Tua Tungavailoa um concussion 
issue and uh, like realistically when things like this happen sometimes the decision needs to be taken out of the hands of the player like for example if, if his if his heart if there was a massive issue with his heart just a couple of days ago like surely it would make more sense to do testing for about a week on him kind of being at practice doing some heavy training and stuff like that to see like is it actually okay the last thing we need is i know for a lot of people if if you watch kind of soccer and stuff the last thing you want is a christian erickson type situation last what was it two years ago where he nearly died on the pitch like we don't want to see that happen like you can prove that you're tough and stuff like that but we don't want to see that happen it goes with the same thing with Tua he clearly had a concussion he shouldn't have been playing for at least three to four weeks with that concussion and yet sometimes the player look and this is one of the things that a lot I've seen a lot of people say is that well the player wanted to play so it's fine he gave his word I'm like every player wants to play right sometimes as a coaching staff you need to protect your players because really that's your job you have to protect those guys it'd be the same if it's anybody else and look hopefully to us fine and also the fact that the nfl looks like they're starting to maybe change some of those rules that if you have any even inkling of a concussion doesn't matter you're still going to do your test even if you pass it you're still not coming back for that game i think that's definitely needed because we have too many guys now that's happening and in other sports they do that okay you may pass it during the week and that means okay good you can go play next week but it's just not worth the health of some of these players but look with that we are going to go into some of the games um from this week and we're going to start off um obviously we we tweeted this out a little bit earlier on about the bears and and the giants now let me just get rid of this uh little inactive thing uh so we have the Bears and the Giants. Now, every single one of us, just so you guys are going to be able to see that, pretty much every single one of us went for uh, the Bears to win this football game. We said it in our preview. We also tweeted it out. Again, we gave some of our opinions why. I just think that the Bears, in terms of their defense, are more opportunistic than the Giants are. I think the Bears have a little bit more talent on offense as well. Look, Saquon Barkley's great, but if Saquon Barkley goes down, I don't know what else that the Giants are going to be able to do. The Bears seem to be able to run the ball no matter who it is. Um, So I think that they're going to have a little bit more in them than the Giants just to get over it. So that's why, for me, I picked the Bears to win. Uh, Tony, do you want to explain your rationale on why you chose the Bears to win this game? Yeah, it's much of the same as as, as you've mentioned as well. I think, you know, the, the Giants offense could, could get a bit one-dimensional. Um, and if the Bears manage to neutralize that situation, then, you know, uh, all power to them. The Giants are missing quite a lot of uh, players on offense. I think their top wide receiver this week is Kenny Golladay, who's done pretty much nothing um, since he's arrived there. So, um, and I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I'm not, not getting down on Kenny Golladay too much, but... There's, there's a few reasons for that. But nevertheless, I think because of that, um, you know, you're still going to see a bit of an impact from Barkley. But, you know, I think the Bears are just going to have a bit too much. Um, as you say, in terms of offense, we have concerns as well. However, I think we still offensively look like we could score more points than the Giants. And as you say, the defense are capable of takeaways. I think maybe a pick six could be in the often this week as well for the Bears. So, um, so yeah, so I chose the uh, the Bears to win as well. I think I chose 
Yeah, and Nell, uh, same with yourself. What's the rationale yeah. behind your Bears pick? Very similar to you guys. I mean, I, I think this Bears defense can get pressure on the Giants tonight. I think they can they can put Jones under a lot of pressure. So I think that will be in the Bears' favor. And two position groups where, you know, both teams have question marks. I think the Bears have a better O-line, actually. And I think the Giants' O-line, talking about the pressure for the Bears, I think they can give up a lot of pressure. And, and Jones could find himself scrambling a lot. And in terms of the, the wide receiver groups, we don't say this often. I think even with our injuries, we have a better wide receiver group. And I do think Fields is going to have a, I won't say he'll have an amazing game. I think he'll have a better game tonight. And I think we'll have that extra option then. I, I think we have better players on offense. And I think we will probably get, we'll get a few more yards in the passing game. And then we have our running game. And I think that'll be enough between both to, to see us over the line. And Adam, same for you. I know you picked the Bears to, to win this game. So, what is uh what was your rationale behind it? Yeah, I mean I I had it in a close one. I think on our Wednesday show I had it at 31 uh, 27, but without my guy Cairo, um we're taking a hit there. So yeah, uh, <laughs> 20, I think it's gonna be a close game. Like I said, I still think they're gonna score a lot. Both teams are gonna be tired, it's gonna be sloppy out there. Um, but I just I think the Bears are the better bad team right now. For the lack of talent that they do have, they still have some more talented pieces than New York has, especially with like Kadarius Tony, I was very worried about until he was ruled out. So that's one of those, you know, side weapons that we haven't seen much about. But when we have seen him, he's looked really good. So, yeah. again, I'm not too worried about David Sills. If they can shut down Barkley, their defense is average. I think they're the eighth or ninth uh, worst run defense. So it gives us a chance as well. It's going to be big what our, our running backs can do if Herbert can keep it up. But I just think in terms of talent, maybe not pure talent, but there is a little bit of a difference in talent between the two teams. And I think the Bears have the edge. If, if Maybe just due to health. Who knows? But. Yeah, absolutely. And look, with that, we're going to go around the league to some of the other picks. We're going to do a, a quick synopsis of why we think certain teams were, were going to win. Um, again, 29 minutes until the game uh, kicks off, and then we'll we'll leave you guys to it. But what we have is the Bills against the Ravens. So because that, when I was making these graphics, I didn't have Adam's picks in. I'm going to let Adam go first, and then we can kind of go around. So with the Bills and the Ravens, um, this is a really interesting matchup today, actually, because two very, very good teams, two teams that have been playing really good football. Now, the Ravens started off really hot last week, and then they let kind of their lead slip. But with that being said, Adam, I'm going to let you go first. Who do you have in this contest, and what's the reason why? Uh, still the Bills, same as last week. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to probably pick them every week. I know they're going to lose games, but it's easy to pick them, and it's easy to be confident in picking them no matter who they play. So... You know, the Ravens are good, but I just 17 game season, a ton of them, the Bills are going to be the better team. So that's it's a no brainer for me on that one. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I'm in the kind of same boat where it's the same reason why I always pick the Packers against the Bears. It's because until the Bears prove me up, prove otherwise, I'm going to continue to pick the Packers to beat the Bears. Um, it's the same with the Bills this year until they prove that. They're not legit, which they clearly are because they're playing some phenomenal football. That's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Bills to win this game. Um, with that being said, Tony, I'm going to go to you next. Who do you have here? Is the Bills or the Ravens? Um, so 
Uh, either way, I think this is going to be a close game. Um, I don't think there's going to, it's going to, no one's going to run away with it. Um, I think you're looking at something maybe like a, I don't know, like a 30 27 result or something really close like that. Anyway, I don't think there'll be much in it. Um, I, think the, <laughs> I think, I think the, I think, I think maybe the Bills are only three point favorites in it anyway, to be honest with you. So, um, but yeah, so I actually remember the Ravens. Um, as Adam said, I mean, there's got, there's going to be games where, um, the Bills slip up on, you know, you look at the game against Miami um, and for all they kind of dominated from, a, you know, in terms of the stats and figures and all that, they didn't get the win. Um, I think there's still concerns with the secondary um, uh, in Buffalo as well, uh, with um, players missing. Um, and I just have a, a game, a game with it being a close one. Uh, and I think the weather might have an impact on it as well. It's going to be wet and windy and rainy. Um, and I don't know. I just feel like the, the Ravens are gonna gonna be able to work in that better. So I went with a Ravens very very close win. Okay, and finally, Noel, who did you go for? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Bills. I think Tony mentioned the Miami game last week, and it's it's bizarre to me they lost that game in the end. You just look back at that game and how they lost it. I, I don't. Know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but as you say, like I think the Bills are one of the best teams in football, and. I think they bounce back this weekend. I love watching Lamar Jackson. I think Mark Andrews is an excellent receiving tight end. But I just think the Bills have, have more good players. And more often than not, like you said, Kieran, I'll be going with the Bills to beat pretty much anyone they play. So I think they probably nick a close one. But I think it's going to be a really good game. Yeah, absolutely. As uh, Andy Dalton just ke- continues to light up the Minnesota Vikings here, it's very, very crazy. interesting. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But look, we get into our next one. And this is going to be a really interesting game. And it's the Eagles against the Jags. Now, this one, I went on both sides. Um, and look, Adam, I'm going to let you go first here. This is one where I I didn't know the Eagles are playing so good football. But then I'm like, at some point, will they lose one of these football games that maybe we expect them to win? What's your opinion on this particular one? Um, I think it'll be a good game, but I, I really don't think the Jaguars are going to take the Eagles on this one. Um, you know, Philadelphia, just all phases of the game, they're they're playing really well. They've got one of the better, the, one of the best quarterbacks in the league so far. Um, they've got some good running backs. Their they're wide receiver room, you know, they really only need one receiver so far this year, it seems like, and they're still getting it done through the air. So I, I just like Philly a lot, but I think the Jags are going to keep it close. I think they, they've got a chance to make it interesting, but I just don't think they're on that level yet. But they're going to show that they're, they're starting to belong, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think I've what I've seen from Jacksonville, I really like. And like I said, there's weird stuff that happens at the start of the season. And this is one of them that I had that was what I don't completely – believe in the Jags I think that they have a surprise or two in them so I actually went for them this week just because there's been such a high praise on Philly and at some point I think there's going to be one of those down games and I think this is going to be a competitive football game where it literally is going to come to the very end to see who's going to win this game I think obviously Philly are definitely favorites for this one but I just have the Jags in in an upset let's just say if they win by like a field goal or something like that with that being said Tony where did you go here um, yeah, I, I agree with Adam. Uh, I went with uh, the Eagles to continue their their run of sort of dominance at the minute. Um, I think the Jaguars are going to be well set up. I really like Doug Peterson. I think he's a really good head coach. Um, you know, he was one of the guys that I would have, he was in my top three options for the Bears back when we were doing our, our head coaching search. Um, so I, I think he's going to set that team up well to be close in every game. 
Um, and you know, as we heard from uh, Clay Harbour and the the uh, show during the week as well, they've surrounded um, uh, Lawrence with with tons of players, tons of coaches, and offensive weapons and all this kind of stuff, and it's set up really well for him. But for me, I just think with the game being in Philadelphia as well, um, it's just it just probably isn't going to be enough this week. And I think the Eagles will win it uh, by by at least sort of five, six points, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, now. Finally, with yeah. you, what you go for? No, I went with the Eagles as well. And like a lot of you guys have been really impressed with the Jags this season so far. I mean, Christian Cork still wasn't worth that money, but he is looking a good player. He's he got a good little link up at Lawrence there. But I think the Eagles again are, are probably just have a few too many good players in there to, to probably overpower the Jags. And that home, like being at home, probably gives them a little bit of an edge as well. So I think they're probably going to get a win in another good game, which could really could swing either way but i think the eagles will be just strong enough yeah absolutely and then we go to look this next game is a little bit weird i think we can go through this pretty quickly here steelers and the jets not going to be the most fascinating of games i know a lot of people and that are still around the chicagoland area still watch the steelers a little bit just because mitch is there and see what he can do but i think at some point in time he's going to be replaced um we have the steelers against the jets here adam what do you have in this one J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Very good. I think for this one, I, again, I never pick the Jets because I never believe in the Jets. <laughs> and until they prove me otherwise, I just continue not to pick them. So I went to Steelers just because I like their defense. Uh, I don't particularly like either of these teams this year. I think the Steelers' offense should, if they had an adequate quarterback in there, they should be doing a lot better than they are because they have a one hell of a receiving core there. So, I think they should be doing better, and that's why I think at some point in time we're going to see a quarterback change to see what they have in Kenny Pickett. But look, until then, we're kind of seeing what they can actually do. Tony, what about you here? Uh, Steelers for me. Uh, Maserati Mitch is going to have a great game, and uh, my my man Georgie Pickens is going to going to really light up the league starting week four. This is where it starts. Imagine that, like doing one of those mad passes, mad, mad catches every week. This is going to be him. He's spectacular, and I think he's going to make the difference. If only Mitch throws the ball to him more often. If that happens, then uh, you know the the offense could uh, could become decent at least. So yeah, Steelers for me. And Noel, what about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Steelers again. Trubisky versus Flacco. I'll, I'll I'll just go with Trubisky. My my trust in that one. But yeah, I think again, I I don't really know on these ones to be honest. This this one I actually found kind of tough to to pick. But I just think the Steelers are, are probably the better team overall. And if Trubisky plays well, I think they could they can beat them. Now, if, if Trubisky is terrible, who knows? But I, I think the Steelers probably take this one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we go to in, uh, a team in our division next. And I think this is a fairly easy one just because their opposition have not looked good this year. And that is the Lions against the Seahawks. Seahawks are that weird team where... On offense, I don't know what they're going to be able to do. Um, the quarterback situation is bad there after Russell's left. But look, they've been adequate overall this season. But again, the Lions are averaging over 30 points a game while the, while the defense is still allowing a lot of points. For me, I think that it's probably going to be an easy one for the Lions. But let's see how we all go here. So, Adam, what's your pick for this one? 
Um, well, just to, for the last game, just so you know, Noel, it's uh, Zach Wilson starting at quarterback. So it's oh, going to be a duel, of, a duel of stud young quarterbacks. Oh, okay. and I'll, I'll stay with the that that changes well. anything. I, I think they're no. better <laughs> offense with Flacco. 165 <laughs> no. dropbacks, 155 passes. But uh, I actually have the Seahawks in this one. So Lions are going to be missing Swift and St. Brown. It's been a tough week for practice. A lot of injuries all week. The Seahawks or the Lions don't have a great run defense. The Seahawks have Walker and Penny. Um, I think it's going to be one of those games where they look surprisingly competent against a team that's missing the studs that have kind of helped them go all season long. But it should be a good running game for, uh, shoot, I forget his name, the, the backup running back for the Lions. from the, He came from the Packers. Uh, Williams? Uh, the, Jamal, uh, Williams. Jamal Williams. Yeah, yeah. Williams. I, I think he's going to have a big week against the Seahawks, but I think that the, the Seahawks just have a little bit more firepower going against a, a hampered Lions team this week. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Again, I think I went for the Lions just because I think that, look, they're missing two guys, but they have other guys that have been able to make plays this year as well. Um, it's obviously not the same type of offense when St. Brown's not there because he's been electric to start the season. Swift has been really good to start the season. Again, Seahawks are just one of those weird teams. Some weeks they look really, really, or I guess competent on offense, and then other weeks they look like can't move the ball. So I'm just thinking that this might be one of those weeks that they won't be able to do too much. Um, but look, I hope Adam is right. I hope the Seahawks completely batter the Lions today and we can still kind of go all the all the Lions fans. And Tony, I'll go with you. This must be a tough week because you have two Lions players that start in your fantasy team. So how are you I doing? Do. Yeah, Swift and Subrown are, are both out, and DJ Chark's out as well, sort of thing. So they are really depleted uh, offensively. Um, to be honest with you, I did pick the lines for this game, but I had actually forgotten that uh, <laughs> those guys were out. <laughs> so, um, you know what? I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with the lines. I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to say Dan Campbell somehow manages to. Um, a couple of kneecaps. Yeah, get, get the backups going. I don't know. I just don't have any faith in the Seahawks in general, to be honest with you, even even if they don't have any injuries. It's just Geno Smith is just not a guy that fills me with confidence. Uh, Jared Goff isn't either, but I prefer Jared Goff to Geno Smith personally. Um, so I think the line's in a close, uh, low-scoring contest. And now... Yeah, a lot of what Tony said there. A lot of it is I, I don't have faith in the Seahawks and, and Geno Smith to go and do it. I mean, those players are a big loss for the Lions, but I still think overall their offense has just been working really well. And we'll just see if, if players can step up and kind of slot in for them. But I think still their offense has been doing well enough that they, they should be able to get a win over the Seahawks. Yeah, and we move from that game to one that I think is going to be very competitive. Two teams are similar enough, and that is the Colts against the Titans. Now, I think the Titans kind of proved last week that they're slowly getting back to the Titans team we thought they were. You have the Colts as well, looking a little bit better from the beginning of the season. Look, Adam, this is kind of a, a pick em really at this point in time. Two teams that are very similar to each other, having started off the hottest when they had pretty high expectations going into the season. Who do you have coming out on top of this matchup? Well, I was ready to call uh, King Henry Cooks last week because I saw a stat that it was a negative 60 yards over average. So expected yards. He was 60 yards below what he should have been at average. But he had a big week. But I still think that the Colts are going to gonna do it. Um, I just I'm not sold on the Titans yet. You know, they, they traded their best receiver for a rookie receiver. And you can tell in their passing game that that affected it pretty big. And teams are key in the run. So I just think the Colts, you know, I I'm not Matt Ryan's not a stud, but. I think he can he can do some things with that offense. I think the defense still has some good players, so uh, I think they're going to come out on top in this one. Yeah, it's. I wanted to 
pick the Colts, but my biggest issue has always been I don't believe in Matt Ryan. And I feel like he's one that can make the key mistake to to lose a football game. And that's why I went with the Tennessee Titans. I agree with you. I think it, you look back on it now, it's kind of ludicrous what they did. Sending away AJ Brown, and you can kind of see how he's doing over in Philly right now. So yeah, that's that's a tough situation for for them to be in on that offense because their offense was looking pretty good when they had Henry and Brown out there. But you tried one away, and unfortunately, this is what happens. And look, Tony, I'm going to go to you next. You have the Colts or the Titans winning this game? Uh, I went with the Titans uh, winning this game again. Um, again, I think. Um... I think Shaquille Leonard's back. This is his first game back yeah. uh, into the season as well for the Colts. So that's going to be a big thing. But I think it's going to be um, too soon for, for any any sort of heroics. Um, again, it's one of these ones where it could probably go either way, and it was quite difficult to pick. Um, but with Derek Henry being there, the opportunity to run the ball all the time, you, you've always sort of got to lean on that a wee bit, I think. Um, he's just a, such a powerhouse player. So, uh, again, for me, I'm going to go with the Titans in a, in a close contest. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was, I was back and forward on this one. This was probably the toughest one to pick, but I, I went with the Colts. Again, I just haven't been overly impressed with the Titans this year. I haven't been overly impressed with the Colts either. But, I mean, both teams have great running backs that they could, you know, if they get going, can be great. I think the Colts probably have a little bit more in the passing game if Matt Ryan can kind of step up and, and be a bit consistent. And I think the Colts probably just maybe nick this one, but it really could go either way. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to move to uh, like this next game. I think it's fairly... Obvious as long as with injuries and all that have been for the Chargers, we have the Chargers against the Texans. We saw last week, I don't think the Texans are are particularly good or their main their main problem is they're not exactly a at times a disciplined football team. Um from so this might be a, a quick one to go through, but Adam, I'm gonna let you go first. Texans or Chargers. Yeah, even if Justin Herbert has zero ribs, I'm going with the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, same. same. <laughs> that, that's basically it. If Herbert's even a little bit healthy, I think this was a fairly easy game for the Chargers to win. You have Austin Eckler out there as well, Keenan Allen. I think they've just have too much talent there compared to the Texans. Uh, Tony, I believe Allen's actually out this week. Just Oh, he is? Okay. Yeah. Uh, that well, helps any of you. <laughs> Lots of injuries for the uh, Chargers, so you know, and I also I don't know. I have a feeling that they're not as all as cracked up to be either, but we'll see how that develops over the the rest of the season. Um, but yeah, you've got to go with them over the Texans here because the uh, the you know the again the, the Texans are a team that will be well organized and Lovey will get them going to a certain extent, but it's just not the talent deficiencies there, and I think that makes a difference. So, um, so yeah, Chargers for me, um, yeah, and the win there. Very good. And no? Yeah, the Chargers for me. I think the Texans are probably one of the worst teams in the NFL. And even with the injuries, I think the Chargers are just way, way too strong. They have too many good players there. The Texans are still kind of finding themselves to get going. So, no, I think the Chargers are too strong. Yeah, and we move to the next game, which is the Falcons and the Browns. Now, this is a bit of a weird one. You would expect kind of the Browns to be one of those kind of high-powered teams. But again, obviously, quarterback issues there right now haven't been – their running attack is really, really good. They've been a little bit off kilter in terms of the passing game. Falcons may be a little bit better than people expected. But look, Adam, who do you have winning this ballgame? Yeah, I'm, I'm going with the uh, Atlanta Bears. Um, 
there's the, the Browns entire defensive line was on the injury report all week. They're going to be missing a, a ton of players. I think if there's a week for the Falcons to really make a little bit of noise, Browns run defense is going to be hurting. So, you know, they, they're, they've got some good guys back there. Um, they've got some good weapons on offense. So I think this is the week that they take advantage of a really bad situation for Cleveland and the Falcons win. Yeah. Look, I, I went kind of in between these uh, thing is, I just think that the, the Browns might have a little bit too much on, the Falcons in terms of their offense right this week again a lot of people kind of putting them down obviously the defensive line's a big thing so I had the Browns winning but I could easily see the Falcons winning this football game uh Tony what about you do you believe in the Falcons or the Browns for this one I went with uh the Falcons with this one um again I'm you know the Browns are probably a better a better team <laughs> better team <Wow>. um... <laughs> But sometimes you just get that sort of teams, <laughs> and I, I watched I watched a bit of the Falcons over the last couple of weeks, and with Cordero, uh, Cordero Patterson, um, you know, you know, being active, I, I feel like you know they, they just have something where they just seem to be able to score points. Um, and and as um, Adam was saying, a lot of injuries on the on the Browns. So again, it's one of these ones that's very close, but I think the Falcons get the surprise win uh, or the upset win rather. I know. Yeah, no, I, did, I went with the Browns in this. And again, the Falcons are actually looking better than I thought they would be. Patterson, as, as mentioned, has been brilliant. And then they have options in the pass game as well. So they're they're not the bad team or as bad a team as I thought they were going to be. Uh, I think they've put up something like 27, 26 and 27 points or something like that. So that's it's really good. But I, I do think the Browns probably are a stronger team. And I think they will probably slow the, the Falcons down a bit more this weekend. So could go anyway. But yeah, I'll, I think the Browns. Yeah, and then we go to another divisional matchup here. Cowboys against the Commanders. Uh, I think this one's a, an easy enough one in general because, look, I thought that with Dak Prescott being out that the Cowboys wouldn't look as good. But, like, with Cooper Rush back there, they still look pretty decent on offense. And I just don't believe in the Commanders right now. Like, there's times when they look like one of the worst teams in the league and then they kind of get their act together a little bit. But... I don't know. Like it's it's one of those games. It's a divisional matchup. Anything can happen. Adam, who do you have winning this game? We them boys. I don't usually pick the Cowboys with confidence, but the Commanders are terrible. Yes, exactly. I completely agree, and that is why I went for the Cowboys. Uh, Tony, who did you go for in this one? Yeah, the Commanders give up too much in the ground and in the air. Carson Wentz is not a good quarterback. Um, they're not in a very good situation just now. I'm feeling very comfortable about us visiting uh, for Thursday Night Football in a couple of weeks. Don't say so. that too soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I went with, I went with Dallas to uh, pick up the win here. I know. Yeah, same here. I think the Cowboys are just a, a better team than the Commanders. <clears throat> I wouldn't trust the Commanders at all. So, yeah, I, can't, I look, you never know, but I, I can't see them getting a win tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And so some of the later games here this evening, uh, we have the Panthers against the Cardinals. It's a weird one. I normally would pick the Cardinals to comfortably win this game, but the Panthers haven't been very good. Cardinals haven't been very good. Two kind of bad teams, two teams where it seems like the quarterback and their weapons aren't exactly on the same page. Adam, who do you have in this game? Yeah, I got, I got the Cardinals. Uh, Rondale Moore comes back this week. I think he's going to be a big asset to them since they're missing two of their top receivers. Um, I have a lot more faith in Kyler Murray, and I think that offense is going to start to click here shortly. C Christian McCaffrey with a quad injury all week, so 
you know, one hit to the thigh and Dontrell Hilliard's their RB1. Yeah, I'm completely in agreement, and that's what I went for. The Cardinals. I Sorry, just... Deontay Foreman, not Dontrell Hilliard. Yeah. I, again, I just, me. Yeah, I just think they're a better team right now. <laughs> the Panthers can't get the ball to their best receivers out there, so that's an issue. And like you said, Christian McCaffrey not 100% going into this football game, so that's why I have the Cardinals winning this. Tony, what about yourself? Yeah, Cardinals again for me. Uh, I don't think Baker Mayfield has uh, settled entirely yet into that Panthers offense. Um, and they don't really have much going uh, in terms of scoring points. Um, so I think the Cardinals will just be a bit too much for them this week. Yeah. And then no. Yeah, I think these are all wrong. No, I don't know why. And I don't know why. There's just something about the Cardinals I don't trust. I don't, there's something about Murray I don't trust at the moment, to be honest. And that's not to say Baker Mayfield is a better player because he's, he's not. I don't know I don't why. Know. I mean, I have I have a feeling, Um, I just have a feeling tonight for the Panthers. I don't know what it is. Now, obviously, as you say, if McCaffrey was to go out for some reason, then that could swing a lot. But yeah, I think McCaffrey hopefully stays fit. And I think the Panthers just sneak a win. I don't know. I don't know why. I just have that feeling. So we move on to the Raiders against the Broncos again. I would have thought originally that this would have been a very close game, but I, I don't personally believe in the Broncos coaching staff. But look, Adam, who do you win in this football game? Yeah, preseason in a heartbeat. I would have picked the Broncos after the you know they get rust. They have all these weapons, but uh, Raiders have looked bad too. But I have a little bit more faith in the Raiders just because I've seen what they can do as a unit. Obviously, without Devontae Adams. Um, but the Broncos, I, they've got to prove to me that they can play a competent football game before I pick them to win any football games. That's how I feel as well. Unless the Broncos can show that they can be, like you said, competent. I'm not going to pick them. Like You would think you would be picking the, the team that has Russell Wilson as their quarterback, but they've looked so badly coached this year, so unprepared, and they just haven't played a, a good football game yet. So that's why I have the Raiders winning. Tony, what about yourself? I actually remember the Broncos with this one. Um, I feel like, again, we're in a situation where there's a team out there who seemed as if they were going to be set up for success based on the pieces they added during the offseason, but it hasn't quite clicked yet. Um, you know, we, we know a team that, that hasn't quite clicked yet either, and we keep thinking it's around the corner. I think it could be just around the corner here for, for Denver, and this could be the week it happens, because I don't... I, I chose the Raiders last week to win, and I regretted it because I just... I, they're, they're, they're a team that just don't seem to be... They're 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 not going to make any major noise in in the off season in the in the postseason. So um, I just feel like the the Broncos can can get the win here, even if it's away from home. And no, yeah, no, I went with the Raiders on this <clears throat> again. With the Broncos, they just seem to be struggling at the moment to to kind of get into rhythm with their new setup with Hackett there and everything. Things seem to be kind of slowly kind of not coming together yet for them but the things seem to be moving slowly so I, I just don't trust them the Raiders now haven't had a great season either but I think Adams is a good player and I think the Raiders at home tonight may just step up and, and take the win yeah absolutely we moved to our last two games of the weekend and we have Bucks against Chiefs so Adam I'm gonna let you go first uh, I'm gonna roll with the Chiefs on this one yeah, I, I think this is a, an easy one as well, considering all the injuries that the Bucks have had in recent weeks. I've gone Chiefs as well. Tony, what about yourself? Chiefs for the same reasons you mentioned. Yeah, and no. Chiefs, likes the, like the Bills, I'll, most weeks I'll be picking the Chiefs to win. Yeah, I think that one's an obvious one. And then we finally got to the final game of the weekend, and we have 49ers against Rams. Adam, who do you have winning this game? 
Uh, I've got the Rams in this one. It's going to be a good game, though, I feel. Yeah, I think it's going to be a very interesting game. See what Jimmy Garoppolo can do. But, yeah, I agree. I have the LA Rams winning. I think they're, again, one of the best teams in, in the league right now, and I think they're going to come away with the victory. Tony, what about yourself? Yeah, Rams for me as well. And finally, Noel, who do you have uh, winning this game? Yeah, full house. We go for the Rams as well. So, yeah, look, it's it's interesting some of these that we agree and disagree on. It's something that we like to be able to do. We'll be kind of incorporating this in some of our shows again over the next couple of weeks, and then we can talk about, I guess, some of the other teams and also have a little bit of talk about the opposition that we're going to see a lot of these teams come up against the Bears this year. So I think it is really important. Game kicks off in just three or four minutes' time. So I just want to give everybody the opportunity to know that we will have our post-game show today. We have a couple of guests that are going to be joining us for that game. So make sure that once the game today is finished, that you head on over back to the Irish Bears show over on YouTube. And again, just kind of hang out with us as we break down, give our reaction to everything that happens in this game. Hopefully we are breaking down a Bears victory. But guys, until the post-game show, thank you for joining us. Like the video, subscribe if you're new. And until the next time, all we can say is bear down. Bear down.